Hello, this is Aaron Eckhart, and you are listening to Center Stage with Mark Gordon, the beautiful one and only Mark Gordon. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're going to talk with Adrienne Vanderrocker, a multi-talented singer, songwriter, and performance artist. How long have you been in the LA music scene? We've moved here in 2002. I came here from New York and um, was doing a lot of performance art in New York and starting to write for other people in New York. And then when we moved to LA, I was pretty much just writing for other people and doing a lot of performance weird stuff. I started my own projects six years ago and decided I'm going to invest in that as much as I possibly can. And I'm having a ball. Tell me about your creative process. I go off on retreats. I go away to Joshua Tree. The last few years has been my go-to for writing retreats. And I get in the zone. I, I get in drag. I bring whiskey. I bring fabric to hang up in the trees. And I rent a house usually. And I will rearrange the furniture and, of course, put it back lovely nice and neat when I am when I'm done but I I really try and get as much in an experimental space as possible I feel like a lot of my um, ideas come to me when I'm just coming in and out of sleep it's when I'm going into that dream state I really um, start to get these orbs and visions and sounds coming straight to me you have this stuff that's kind of poppy you have a stuff that's a little more darker then you have this uh you did this whole thing with the chanting, which I thought was beautiful. Vanderrocker is literally like five different genres wrapped up in one project. I used to be a little bit self-conscious about it, worrying about pleasing the audience kind of thing and writing something that didn't fit and feeling like some for some reason it had to fit. But now re- I've blown that apart and I'm starting to embrace, embrace that uh, it's different. There's a lot of different styles. I didn't feel like I had permission to speak or be seen really until I grew up and left the house and started to be in the world by myself and do my own thing and perform and mess up a bunch and figure out that I don't have to be perfect. Perfection is boring and people like to see you make mistakes because it's relatable and flaws are interesting. It takes a lot of falling down and getting back up for it to not sting as much over time. 
self-consciousness is can be very sabotaging it's just figuring out that uh, a lot of its ego i've done a lot of work with ram das he just passed away last december and he was you know the greatest psychologist on the planet i feel so privileged to have been able to do all this work with him you know his things were being present being in the now be here now loving awareness of the moment and just, you know, helping to stay connected to your inner wisdom and to other people and to see that we're all on the same team, staying connected to God or spirit or the universe or however you like to look at that. And he was the king of deconstructing the ego, of taking it apart and looking at at all these different facets of it. So interesting. Getting to have that personal experience with him was huge in helping me to overcome some stuff about myself and to be more compassionate towards other people that are going through it too. Being creative at the core of that is that child inside that's expressing themselves creatively. And then something happens where criticism comes in and the child starts to pull back. And perhaps that's where that notion of being self-conscious comes from. I love to tap into that playful kid. The original draw is to feel that, you know, to feel that feeling of playing when you're a kid. And and the childlike nature behind um, creating is something most people can tap into and do. But the second you worry about other people judging what you're doing, it's it's hard to maintain. I do a little write-up on the YouTube um, version. There's a little uh, video that goes with it. It's not meant to give anyone permission to be a jerk or an a-hole. It's just about, it's a mantra, a little meditative mantra, just to help you feel a little bit freer and empowered in F major. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I drift a couple keys, but it's my faux opera girl. I need to come up with a name for her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. I, I bring her out on stage every now and then. Speaking of YouTube... You have uh, a lot of great videos. They're really, really well done. I like to keep the performance art alive, the avant-garde aspect of the play alive. And I do it in my music, but there's only, you know, there's no visuals. So the videos are all pretty different, and I get to play with um, the performance art a lot more deeply in those and um, that kind of interpretation of the songs I like to have fun with it. It's very, some of them are really ridiculous. I just fly by, I just fly by with you. It was so fascinating while I was isolating a spacecraft came so close. Oh, oh. 
flyby in slow-mo, um, I wrote at my last writing retreat in Joshua Tree, which was the beginning, it was like mid-February, I believe. And I wrote that there and I wrote a couple other kind of 50s, 60s throwback. I was in this pocket and listening to like Claudine Langer and Serge Gainsbourg and just all this fun stuff on the on the drive down and get it get all inspired. And then I came and I didn't have lyrics yet. And then I came home and that week we started the lockdown <laughs> and it was freaky. So how do you counterbalance that and, and just needing to have something lighthearted to play with? So I started to dream up this um, space invasion of robot pinup queens coming and stealing everybody's fishnet hose because it's, you know, so realistic and it felt about as realistic as everything that was happening at the moment. Primer is a track I'm doing with the same producer that that did Point Defiance. His name is Stu Suarez. He also goes by The Moth. This guy bakes bread without using yeast. He somehow uses the yeast out of the air to make the bread rise. So he's, yeah, he's uh, he's a very talented human being. Really, I think he's a genius, actually. I have asthma and I grew up really sick with it when I was a kid and became distressed a little bit by it. And it was highly medicated, which I think rippled into depression and all these um, hormonal imbalances and stuff that created the depression. And then eventually it's just like, this is not cool. I don't want to feel like this. I'm going to start to explore how to feel good, how to get my body in a place that will work for me and get my brain to work for me and not be a slave to depression. And I started exploring all kinds of alternative modalities of healing. Right now I'm doing binaural beats and paying attention to how much I drink and how much sugar I take and what stimulants, you know, and how much exercise. I'm a big um, meditator. I, I actually became certified in Kundalini yoga and meditation as well. And that's especially now more than ever, it's so important to meditate. And that helps me so much. And so much, I'm such a believer in it that I actually teach it to um, kids in the public schools in LA. And as they get older and more attached to their devices, they're going to need it. They're going to need to have that to balance out their brains and their nervous systems and their hormonal production and everything. On the side of the road, there is a broken truck in a pot of gold. As the legend is told, came the Queen of Hearts and a 
as I've become older, I've realized that there comes a time with every death and rebirth in your life and every place you're cut off and redirected. You're given an opportunity to make a psychic decision of whether to be bitter or not and whether to protect yourself to the point of being cut off from the world or not. And I'm aware of that and I'm working with that. So I, I want to be a happy person. I want to be helpful in find, helping other people find their happiness or clarity in how to become happy if, happy if they need it. Just deciding to be happy and recognizing when you're going through something and having to face that psychic decision or not of becoming bitter or not is pretty important. It has been for me. to pose naked for artists when I first moved to New York. You know how everybody has these nightmare dreams that they're like walking around naked in the middle of New York or something, or that they, you know, they're just naked in a room full of clothed people. So I used to fall asleep in the middle of a room of artists and then I'd wake up forgetting where I was. And (laughs) so I'd wake up naked in the middle of a room of people staring at me and and have to remember that I chose to be there. But every time that would happen, I would be, I would melt for just a few seconds until I realized it was okay. I'm only naked. Nudity is okay sometimes, oftentimes. When I first moved to New York, that's actually how I got to know the city. Working in these different art studios around town, some of them were really dingy dive studios you know, in Soho, and some of them were really amazing penthouses for well-renowned artists. I I had um, a complex about being too thin because I was teased horribly about it growing up. I remember in, I think, ninth grade, the school nurse called me in um, to her office and was had, had me bend over and was pinching my back looking for fat and was telling me how I didn't have any fat on my back and that it was clearly anorexic and needed to go check into a center to get help. And I was like, I'm not, I just look at my dad. He was super skinny. Like it was sort of like being mean under the guise of trying to be helpful. She was sort of bitchy about it, but it really didn't help because I was already wearing like five layers of tights, you know, under my skirts and stuff to try to make my legs look thicker and, really, really self-conscious about it. So when I got the chance to figure model in New York, I was like, let's get over this baby. This is a ridiculous thing to be worried about as long as I'm healthy and feel good. And I think I can feel beautiful in my body and, and don't have to hide it anymore.
Selkie is uh, it's a commentary based on a folktale, um, a Scottish or Irish folktale about a woman that emerges from the water with a seal skin and she's very beautiful and magnetic and a man comes up and woos her and they get married and run off and have children and he hides her seal skin in the attic. And she's very happy with them and the family. And, you know, they go for many years like this. And she's the the housewife and the cook and the caretaker and the mother and the lover and fulfills all these many roles. Until one day when she is cleaning the attic and she comes across this seal skin and she suddenly remembers where she's from. And she suddenly has this overwhelming urge to go back home and connect to her true self. So, and then, so she puts on the skin, she dives into the water and becomes a seal and returns to the water into her natural life, her natural wild self. It's sort of a song for women, but it really could be applied to anybody of fulfilling um, roles and neglecting yourself and then getting to that point where the energy behind needing to reconnect with your wild self, your true nature becomes so pressurized that it will burst out the sidewall if you don't figure out a way to connect to that energy. What motivates you? Curiosity, the desire to be happy and in love motivates me. I'm a romantic. Um, I always want to feel in, in loveness, like poetic love, passionate love. And I always want to feel closer to God. Writing music is the closest I think I can come to that feeling of being in love within myself. Just a reminder, you can listen to Vanderocker on Spotify, Pandora, and all your favorite streaming services. To find out more, visit vanderocker.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. <laughs>